Hey guys, this is John and Austin. And this is another episode of the Meatgistics podcast. Now we're going to do something a little bit different here. We're going to cook on the podcast. We've got these, well, that's not easy open at all. Uh, we've got these Gary's Quick Steaks, and supposedly they go from frozen to fully cooked in three minutes. Now, it's a little bit of false advertising because it's not actually a steak. Um, it's more like steakums, kind of. Is it like thinly sliced meat that's then pressed into a patty? I believe so. Okay. Okay. So they come in these little rectangles and we're going to put one on we're going to leave it on there for 30 seconds then we're going to flip it and then we're going to put on that wow seasoning which maybe we want to send them a cease and desist letter if we still own oh no that's all dead that's all gone we yeah for those that are longtime customers you'll remember our wow seasonings line <laughs> to be honest it was uh is a great idea it was too early and we didn't we didn't do it right we probably could do it again and if we we did things differently it would be successful um but we we used to have uh breakfast sausage jerky summer sausage snack sticks all kinds of stuff in in shakers um which actually now would probably appease a lot of people because a lot of people are like hey can we get stuff in like five pound batch <laughs> bags um so we no. we used to do that um and there just wasn't enough demand for it at the time and then i also i think some of it's on us i don't think we did it right either um but who knows? Maybe we'll bring that back someday. Oh, that's 30 seconds. That's super fast. I don't think this thing's right. Okay, so now I, we should have another two and a half minutes. Two oh. and a half minutes until it's done. Okay, I thought it was like 30 seconds, 30 seconds seasoning, and you're done. Because that's scaring me because the stuff's frozen. So we, we'll, we'll see. My, my hopes aren't super high here. Um, although it's steak, so... On the other hand, I'm maybe slightly excited to try it. It's not going to be bad. So, this is probably better than what I was going to bring on the podcast. To be honest, you I don't, don't know that yet. I don't even remember exactly what I was going to bring on, to be honest. But I will still buy it and bring it for another episode sometime. But I was at Menard's... Um, last weekend i think and they had some just really weird like canned meat stuff and i was like "Ooh, that that's we've got to try that on the podcast and my and i was like but i'll come back and buy it later and my wife's like what why why don't you just buy it now i'm like i don't want to split it out this is a that's a work expense i'm not <laughs> buying that on my, with my own credit card <laughs> it's not like it was that much anyways it was probably like two dollars for a little small can like the size of like a green chilies can it was a very small deal, but. Well, I got that uh, new Arby sandwich today. Can I get my review of that? Go really ahead. Quick? Get I into like it. I got a second. Dude, I told John earlier, I was like, worst sandwich experience of my life. Really? And uh, it, it's the whole, it started from, all right, I get to the, to the drive through window. The only good thing about this is, is how quick and efficient that was. Got in the order. Boom, bam. Total. Got to the window. Paid. Now we're waiting on the drink. Get the drink. It's all filled with ice. The straw can't pierce it. I'm push. I'm trying to get the straw in. I'm laughing. I go, this is this is a joke, right? <laughs> and I'm just trying. Like by the time, like it took me over 20 seconds because they're now giving me my my brown paper sack filled. With, I go, okay, fine. We'll just I'll take the lid off. We'll go at old school. So I get here, first bite. You know, it's immediately like, oh, this is not edible. Like all the meats. It either got to a giant gristle or something. So I look at it. I got like the end cap. Oh, and this no. is that new like prime uh, prime steak, prime meat sand, whatever it is with uh, it, it advertises with uh, crispy onion things on top. Not crispy. Very yeah. <laughs> no crisp. The bun was just soggy all the heck and uh, flavor wise fine. But just it, it, the sandwich was ruined from the very first bite and the very first straw push. So um Needless to say, you know, I give it a 4.6 out of 10. So it was just bad. <laughs> it was just very bad. We should we should have like a a, a, a weekly check in with <laughs> yeah. like some sort of food rating. Kind of like to Dave Portnoy does podcast with, uh, and just let him rant about local. Food, dude, he had me in stitches one day with a rant about 
I can't remember what it was. I mean, if it's food related, it, it, it somehow is applicable to food or the food supply chain. Yeah. I'd say it's it's it accurately fits into our podcast. People think I'm angry. He's the angry oh, one. Oh, man. Well, you, you spent, you know how much food costs nowadays? Like, uh-huh. Yes. The- I've been talking about this for going on two and a half it's years just, now. It's just like, like if a place is super convenient, the food's going to suck. If you're sitting there waiting forever, you convince yourself it's going to be good. But then it's just like, how much money am I really spending at lunchtime if I'm out, if it takes me 40 minutes to get back and clock in so yeah it's it's a give and take on it but it's it's weird there are some a few spots there's a korean place right across the street you get a little lunchbox oh actually i take that back i got that yesterday it was almost it was supposed to be like an eight dollar thing after tax this and that i almost spent like twenty dollars so i was like yeah it's, it, it's affecting everybody but yeah. so if you're out like fast food or like sit down or like fine dining like if maybe there's a difference in one place or another but if something's wrong with your food how after you to like say something or do you Ooh. just deal with it it's, uh, i'll never send it back for like preference you know if it's something that's a like oh i prefer it this way but if there's something like wrong like undercooked or I saw a buddy like rip into an Applebee steak one time where like not a single bite was like malleable or like be it wasn't able to go be processed by human teeth and a throat like it's just so stuff like that I would send back of course like if none of it but if it's just a flavor thing that's on me you know I'll, I'll learn for next time oh I thought this was supposed to stay as like so did I when I went chunk. to buy it oh uh-huh. then once I got there I realized it was a bait and switch Okay. So it does look like Steakums more than anything. It's Steakums, but here's my review without tasting at all. It's Steakums just in a less convenient manner. Yes. It smells good. Sure. Steakums are delicious too. Now I want Steakums. Aren't they microwavable? Steakums? I'm asking. I I guess not by that taste. I always put them in the pan. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. Tastes like (laughs) Steakums. How much does it cost? It was not expensive. I think that like, package of three of them was like five forty nine or something. Okay, so there's probably twelve ounces to a pound in there. Something around that. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's. I mean, taste wise, it's fine. Steakums are more convenient. They cook quicker. Steakum? You guys talking about? You guys talking about steakums in there? <laughs> steakums? Shenanigans? Flavor though is good. It's a little chewy. Silver steakums. I don't know what that is. Mm. So. So it's like the same um, size, maybe a little bit bigger. But it's just super thinly sliced, but it's all one solid piece. So you put it in a pan, frozen, 30 seconds, it would soften up and cook one side. You flip it over another 30, 40 seconds, and that side was cooked, and you just put it on bread. Nice. So Gary's, what is it? Gary's sizzling minute steak or whatever? Gary's quick sizzle steak. Lies about how quick it cooks because it did not cook in two minutes and 30 seconds. Anything that starts off with a guy's name and food is just like, I'm probably not going to buy it. Gary's, you know? (laughs) Newman's own dressing. I'm not having that. That's Paul Newman, sir. Oh, is that really who it is? Yeah. Oh. Do you not know that? I didn't know that was Paul Newman. I knew it was Newman. So all the uh, (laughs) proceeds from that go to the Newman, is it called the Newman House? Um, where they, like that, yeah. yeah, where they like take care of uh, sick and like dying children. So, so then this one's Jerry's kids. <laughs> Gary's, Gary's, oh, Gary's kids. kids. Oh, sorry. A lot. I, I didn't realize that 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 was who that was. But Newman's has like a, a black bean salsa that is very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm usually not a big fan of like just plain store bought salsas. But that is one that, like, I don't, to be honest, I don't see it every time when I'm at the store, but so I don't know what's up with it. But uh, if I see it, I get it. It's good. Seasonal, maybe? Maybe. Some people that, people that are fans of like pace salsa are just, ugh, kills me. <laughs> I say that. And my hope, wife I, likes I, pace. I, ho- I hope my wife is listening. Yeah, my wife likes pace too. <laughs> she I hate loves it. pace. Nope. I've got her switched. Um, two best salsas that you can buy commercially in my opinion which is the opinion that matters <laughs> are um aldi's mild it's mm-hmm. amazing and sam's club sam's club has a, f- a fresh with cilantro that's just yeah yeah that stuff's awesome i put it on all my wraps or burritos whatever you want to call sam's them. and costco both have good ones there i'm not sure i've ever shopped at a costco you want to go sometime I don't really Take feel like I need logistics to. field no, trip. No, it's a date. Maybe we go review their dollar fifty hot dog or whatever it is, ninety nine cent. Yeah, I don't know. One where the guy threatened to kill somebody if they ever. I didn't realize they had hot dogs. Normally, we go there. They have like pizza, 
and like Sam's has pizza, chickens. So is Costco chicken stuffed. Like they're like hot, big hot pockets. Okay. And then, uh, you always got to get a, if you're getting food, you got to get the, uh, gosh, what are those things called? It's like a Mexican dessert thing. Um, Empanada? No. A churro? Churro. Yeah, churro. Yeah, 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 yeah. churro. But uh, the reason I like Costco for like meat stuff is that I haven't been to Sam's in a while, but for a long time, Sam's only had bone in pork butts. And I hate that. Drives me nuts. Me. Costco has bone boneless. No, they have boneless. Good amount of time. Okay. Right there. Uh, yeah. The What makes the Costco hot dog so good and so affordable? It was like the owner or like the founder or something, someone's like, hey, we're losing money on these hot dogs. We're going to need to raise the price. And he, I think he threatened to kill him. He's like, if you ever raise the price on that, I'll kill you. That's amazing. So he wants them like a super inexpensive treat for I feel like people to be able to get their kids. The common denominator, all the best hot dogs I've ever had is like they're slightly undercooked in a way. Like my buddy had this method of like no more than 30 seconds. Like it, you'd go like hot dog for 20 and then on a bun for 10 total so it'd be 30 seconds total in the microwave and i go yeah right it's gonna be super cool no it tasted like the ones you get like from a baseball game or something mm -hmm. so yeah i don't think i've ever cooked a hot dog in a microwave i would say hot dogs. ever wait ever i don't think so man like how many times have you just like loaded up three hot dogs in the microwave <laughs> with buns waiting yeah dude like i'm talking literally hundreds of times in my life growing up <laughs> we had a microwave we'd use it for like popcorn but there was never any cooking going on in the microwave. If I or ever could host warm a show, something up, he's cooking hot dogs. If I could host it's a show, cooking. it's it's showing you what you can do with a microwave. I hate a microwave. Maybe we need to have a, an addendum to Will It Barbecue and we're going to do a Will It Microwave. We have our own spinoff of it. <laughs> That's not bad. I, honestly, it'd be, yeah, it'd be worth actually, trying. We could that would be Will It Microwave on steak. Like so, do something like that. Whole muscle, you're cooking the whole thing in And there. then we gotta eat plug it. it into there and we knock out half the, <laughs> the power grid of Walton's, for doing your that computer, anyway. my computer. It I, makes no sense what's on what either. Like I know, that goes up this way into part of purchasing than across in my office skips all those your office my wall it's oh well. it's a mess it is what it is what can you do okay so uh gary's while they were good it lied about how quick it would be cooked and austin's clearly trying to win our um weight loss competition here mm, probably not a quick trip pizza today oh see the number one um, leading right now, I think, with just a single vote, is uh, vegan diet for a week. No, no, <laughs> that's the worst one. I was looking at him again. Was up when I was putting it in the post. I'm like, I would rather do any of those other ones more than Who, vegan diet. Whoever loses will catch up to the other one. Like, e even if you're like 20 pounds ahead of me, I, I might lose 20 pounds in a week eating a vegan diet because it's not going to be good. <laughs> I'll probably end up mostly starving myself because I won't want to eat a ton of food. It's like salads. Can't put chicken or anything good in it. Ugh. It'd be a lot, a lot of salad with, I don't know what kind of dressing. It's not going to be good dressing. It's not milk-based dressing. Then I'm out. And you can't, yeah. I don't know. A honey that. mustard. You can get vegan honey mustard. Honey? Probably. Did you say honey? Oh, dang it. See, this is horrible. That's we disgusting. can't do it. Hey, sir, balsamic. bees made that. Vinaigrette. It's not for you. Oh. What about a vinaigrette? Does that count? I, I think you're okay. I guess it depends on which kind. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. We're going to have to have like a week or two weeks, maybe three weeks, like for research. if we have to do that, for to research and plan out a diet for the week because stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I could eat honey mustard. Nope, nope, can't do it. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, honestly, a good punishment for you might be forcing you to keep a food journal so you then on the podcast we get to review everything you ate those aren't fun those are hard to do nobody likes doing that that's why nobody does it and that's why all food journal Dude, studies you are nonsense you go yes what, what did i have four hours ago i have no clue i mean they've yeah. shown it multiple times they just have someone keep a food journal and they put cameras in their house mm -hmm. and they compare what they what actually they, put down. Yeah, what yeah. they actually ate with what you wrote down. Like, well, yeah. you didn't write down, you know, that half a bag of chips you wrote or w ate while you were walking back and forth. Doesn't count. So, yeah. Or even uh, even if they write down like, oh, I ate like uh, one serving of chips. You actually look at like what a serving size oh, yeah. or something is. And most people eat like three or four oh, servings at one seven, time. Seven, yeah. probably. All right. Um, there is 
uh, it's not new necessarily, but Midwest Meats in Albaline, Kansas. Uh, they opened about nine months ago now, probably. Their Facebook page, I highly recommend. Anybody who's interested in this industry at all, go check them out. Um, cause they've got some really cool updates on how things are going, like their rail systems. They have multiple posts about putting in the rail system. Uh, they're doing some mobile delivery stuff too. Um, and then farther down on the Facebook page, they have, uh, a couple of hall grinder or mixers, mixer grinders in their kitchen, which is awesome and seems, I don't know if they're daisy chaining them or whatever you want to call it. Most uh, people do. What is the other term for daisy? Gemini. Gemini. I don't know if they're Geminiing those, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, plus, they've got a cool image of their family at the top of it. So I'm assuming this is a family business. Pretty cool. So Midwest Meats, if you're anywhere near Abilene, Texas, sorry, Abilene, Kansas, uh, go check them out. Uh, another thing, Friday, I'm going to be on uh, Tyler Webster's uh, The Birds, Booze, and Buds podcast. I think that's going to release the next week. He's got some wild game question stuff he wants to talk about, so that should be a ton of fun. So look for that on his uh, podcast in the next couple of weeks. Don't know exactly when. All right. Do you want to get to it? Let's do it. I think you need to lead this part, knowing the questions that are coming. Oh, I need to lead it? I would say. Okay. Okay. So, uh, getting into the questions portion of the podcast. You started this. Let's make that clear. Yeah. What's coming is your fault. Oh, I, okay. Now I understand why I'm like, why are you, you you're giving all like a sour vibe <laughs> here. So, okay. I got it. Okay. So, um, as long as people keep asking questions, we'll keep posting a topic out on Meatgistics before we record the podcast. Um, so people can ask something, we'll answer questions. Um, and so did you what? do a new one? I did a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> ignore me. Ignore me. Don't so, look at me. Yeah. So this the, is from the first post. No, this is from I, I posted a new one on like Monday afternoon. No. Okay. So I, I thought it was a continuation of that first post. Nope. Oh. Okay. Um, I would have posted it sooner, but I forgot, and I was like, a month. It was towards the end. I think it was towards the end of the day, Monday, and I'm like, oh crap, I need to post something. So Those posts are to be known as Ask Austin from now on. <laughs> okay. A alliteration. Um, but if, uh, if you're listening, you have a question you want to ask John or I, it can be meat related, not meat related, whatever. Um, we'll try to answer everything we can. I say try, cause I don't think John is going to answer. Oh, I'm answering them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun then. So, uh, the first question is my question. And is it true that team blue members are statistically more likely to become vegetarians? No. And this is actually stupid. I mean, I'm famous for eating a ridiculous amount of steak every week. So clearly not. I couldn't come up with anything more clever at the time. I just had to put something in fun there. Okay. So, um, all right. So I'll ask you this one since it's a question to you, who is your favorite employee at Walton's and why Austin? No, nope. I'm nope. an employee. Can't be you. Can't be you. <laughs> wasn't part of the rule. Can't be you. Then my favorite employee is, that should be an easy one. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? Your mom. Linhart? Sandy? Oh, Sandy right. yeah, that's easy. That is super I can't easy. Not, I can't not say her or she would get very angry with So me. Sandy comes into my answering too, so <laughs> I, I use that as well. So John, which of the three owners is your favorite and why? Hint, you might want to pick the one who sets your wages. So this isn't fair to Dylan because I work with him by far the, well, I've worked with him by far the least, right? Because I've always, well, I've actually never reported to Brett, but Brett was, you know, when I first came here, he was the biggest personality here um, and the most all around, but I would say he's probably not, I, I mean, you and I are beyond, like, we're very much employee and employer, but we're also friends. So it's unfair to the two of them, but I mean, it's to you, unfortunately. I, I don't know if you're serious or sucking no, up, I'm but serious. I'll take it, but I'll take it. Hey, hey, if Allie were to come back, it would be Allie in a second. <laughs> so don't worry about that. Well, technically, if she came back, she wouldn't just automatically be an owner. You've got She'd it. have to buy in. You, yeah. One, she has to buy in. Yeah. Um, and two, I don't know. 
for her leaving for a penalties. while. We might see yeah, what kind of penalties it would <laughs> okay. take for her to get back status there. All right. So what are your top five breakfast sausage seasonings? Now, this one, I'm assuming he means by sale, but also oh. think I also think we should approach it by um, flavor. So for me, number one is uh, holly. Yeah. At yeah. all the ones I have, holly is the one that tastes like most traditional but delicious breakfast sausage. Yeah. You to to me, like Holly is like Willie's and the snack sticks. Yeah. You can try all these different ones and you're like, man, those are that's good. That's good. I like this. I like that. And then you go back and have Holly again and you're like, oh my goodness, that is why yep. that one is so good. Cause it's I mean, it's just it there's nothing too fancy about it it's just a very good solid seasoning but it's it doesn't have anything in it that's gonna just set itself apart it's not a jalapeno it's nope. not a habanero mango nope. it's nothing like that but it's just it's just very good it's very it's a classic taste now the n number two for favorites i think this is probably where we would differ because i go to h110c i love the h110c it's got some heat to it, but still tastes like a traditional breakfast sausage. I would probably skip. I'd probably put that at number three. It, it probably used to be a number two for me, but I'm getting old and my stomach is sensitive and I can't eat yeah. spicy okay. things. Okay. And so I would eat that and I would, li I'd, I like it. I'd eat a lot of it and then I would regret it. Right. I eat stuff with, yeah. I mean, in the, in the picture you see, you can see how much red pepper's in there. I eat red pepper and it, red pepper does not like, my Even stomach does not pepper. like red pepper. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like so fire, fire, firecracker rub. Yeah. That's still my favorite. Well, I don't know. Mojo. I probably use Mojo more than I do firecracker now, but um, there's, there's too much red pepper in the firecracker. Something with my stomach does not like, this is not that hot. Right. It's definitely not it's that hot. It's just, it, the red pepper does not like me. Huh. Or I don't okay. Like so what's pepper. your number two? Um, maple flavored pork sausage. Not the extra maple, the regular maple. To be honest, I don't remember how much okay. it tastes different. So right, well, I would just say maple. Extra maple is my third favorite. And your third is the H110C? Yeah. Okay. Four for me is 1504. Um, I got to look through the list here. Um, I'm going to probably say the W110. I don't even know if I've ever had that. I mean, I'm trying to remember which ones are which exactly, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure that that one. I don't know that I've ever had that. That one would probably be it. The one I want to say, but I don't remember having it, is the jalapeno pork. Yeah. Have we had that? Because so that's that, new, isn't no, it? No, that's new. It's within the last year. What happened with that was somebody ordered it in for a customer, and it was, you know, customer said, hey, I don't want this. I didn't order this. So it was sitting back in the warehouse for, who you know, months. And when we ran, uh, when we were moving over to big commerce, we were looking through a bunch of, uh, sage stuff and we're looking at different things that had like no ROP, but had stock. Um, so we found that one, put it on and it sold like the case of it sold in like a week or something like that. So now it's a stock item, but that would be my fifth favorite one. I'm beeping today. Yeah, you are beeping today. Uh, my my fifth is probably then apple. I love I love sausages with with apple in them. It's not, nothing that would ever be like the top of my list, but I like including it because app to me apple and sausage just pairs really well. Do I you love, remember? I love that flavor combo. When I was obsessed with apple bratwurst. Yeah. Anytime there was a chance to make a bratwurst, I always wanted to make apple yeah. brat. The, my problem with apple is I want it to be like the apple brat, and it's not. It doesn't taste the same as the apple rot because the apple rot has the actual de yeah, dehydrated chunks. chunks. The apple sausage or pork sausage seasoning doesn't. I want. I want to say when we did our summer sausage taste test, I ranked like the blue cheese and apple like way higher than all the rest of you. <laughs> yep. It's just that goes like if it ha if it's apple in it, I wasn't going to put the blue cheese and apple ahead of two or three of the others, yeah. but um, it's good. I like yeah, it. it's all right. I just don't like blue cheese. Um, all right. What's the story with Excalibur's MRT sausage and meatloaf? Oh, these are all questions from text, by the way. We didn't say that. Uh, what is the story with the Excalibur MRT sausage and meatloaf seasoning? I've never really 
hear anything about it does it make a good meatloaf to be honest i've never used it neither have I. it's it's one of those things that just kind of came about um it got added along with the uh morton's replacement yeah whatever uh, the the two sugar cures yeah. are um morton's used to make a, uh like three or four different products there and they discontinued like all of them and people couldn't find them and they're like what the heck and okay. so uh we talked with excalibur got uh, matches made and basically it's as far as i know i've never seen anybody else come out with a match but it's basically a exact replica more or less of what the morton's old seasonings used to be and there's a lot of people that have used those for decades and decades Forever. And they, just, they don't want to change yep. and so we're like well yeah it may maybe doesn't sell enough for morton's anymore but we're not as big as morton's uh we'll i mean we yeah, we, ha they we all have a we have a niche as being better suited to the small to mid sized guy, anyways. So it fits us well, and it it sells very well. It sells very well. Yeah, I've never looked at it before, but it sells really well. I've had a bag of one of them, the MRT, one of the cures, in there for a while, wanting to do something with it. But hopefully, so far, Google Ads are going really well. I think at least um, there's a lot to set up initially, but I don't think that's going to take up a ton of time. We don't have any website transition this year. So really there's that project you and I want to work on, but we might be able to get back to doing way more creative stuff in, mm -hmm. in 2023, which would be awesome. Yeah. No, no busy work. All right. Next one. Uh, are we ever going to do a meet justics meetup? All that requires to do is you and I to lock ourselves in a room for probably two or three hours and plan it out. I think that's wildly optimistic, two or three hours. Well, two or three hours would get us enough to pick a day, get some ideas, and like have a direction and be moving. It would take more than that. We wouldn't be done in two or three hours. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it in like September because that's when people start hunting season. So it has to be sometime in August. We've already got an event in August. I assume we're doing another Bratfest. Yeah. So we've already got an event in August. So probably can't be in August. So then that puts it back in July. Hottest month of the, the year here. I don't, yeah. And I don't know what's better. Is it better to do it in July in the middle of summer, but before hunting season, or is it better to do it in like March well, if we do it but in then, March, it's not this March. Yeah, but when when you do that, then then you're um, you're either going to compete with spring break or you're going to compete with kids in school. And how many people? Yep. I mean, a lot of people, a lot a lot of our members are don't older, have kids anymore. Right. But there's a lot of members that still do. Well, they still have kids. There's just not <laughs> kids. It. It's not like they. Well, thought, you know. I mean, they have kids that are full grown adults. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Although I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of our members that still have young kids. I'm sure. But it's it's a fairly good split on people still with kids or more closer to either older or retirement age. Um, we definitely don't have as like a huge market of like 20 to 30 year olds. Our, our typical customer is going to be like 35 to 55, 35 to 65. But I don't, so yes, probably, but there is also, I mean, there are more younger people getting into hunting and harvesting. Like there has been this huge shift in people all of a sudden being like, oh, I need to know how to get my own food. So, I mean, that is a younger market as well. So we're, we're talking about some of that with Kurt Ratzliff the other day. Um, yep. cause BHA is definitely the, of, of the conservation groups out there. They're definitely the younger Yep. Uh, the younger crowd and was talking talking to him and asking what what he sees like with um like high schools and colleges like the shooting sports there has blown up over the last few years um do we see anything off that do we see like more bha members specifically coming from stuff like that people in our industry will since since there's something that is booing that is related to hunting and processing meat conservation all that stuff is that going to create a new like bubble in younger kids and younger adults getting out and hunting? But yeah, definitely. Hope, definitely hopefully. could. Yeah. I think social media played a big role in that showing people that guns can be just fun. Like you got uh Colian Noir, like 
things like that. Them just reviewing guns, showing them shooting guns and like having fun with it. I think a lot of that piqued a lot of people's interest. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go shooting for the first time. All right. So we did not answer that question at all. So, well, are we ever going to have one? Yes. When? You didn't ask that question. So fair enough. <laughs> so yes. All right. Uh, who is your favorite Meatgistics user and why? Who has to answer that one? I think that's for both of us. Can I say Austin again? No, absolutely not. I'm technically user ID number one. Nope. Um, I should have looked at this ahead of time. Um, so it's, I mean, it's obvious what he wants the answer to be. I don't know who it is, but I tell you how I'm going to, you don't know how I'm going to pick it. Most posts. Nope. Highest reputation. Nope. Most likes of your posts. Uh, if I could calculate that, I would. Do that. <laughs> oh, and are you going back through? And we have a winner. That's a fair one for you. That's not who you think. It wasn't who was just up? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Who is it? Uh, Bocephus. He is has the most posts for a Team Orange member. <laughs> <laughs> so that is an easy way for me to pick it. That Bocephus is currently, as of today, my favorite Majestics member. That's fair. That's fair. And <laughs> I mean, I know he, I hate giving him what he wants, but I mean... It, when you go over a period of time, nobody, no user, in my mind at least, has done as much for Meet Just Six as Tex has. That's true. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. We got Process Head, Dave in Arizona, Papa Sop, Bocephus, Andy Mike, all those guys. And forgive me if I'm leaving, I mean, I know I'm leaving out Call Doc today and a ton of other important users, but I don't think anyone else has been as kind of like integral to keeping the community alive, mm -hmm. especially. Yeah, 2022, there were some periods where you and I were like hardly on there for weeks to months at a time. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, yeah. Tex has done a lot. He's done a lot on the, on the community, but he also has done a lot off the community. Yep. A lot of stuff people don't see. Yeah. For us. That yeah, he yep. helps us out with, gives us heads up on things. Yep. Um, and we uh, use him as a test. Helps us keep spam off the, off the forum as well. Yep. A lot of stuff like that. So, and the number of things we've given them. Hey, we need you to test this. Like what? So, so that would yeah. be my answer. Um, and then, okay. So his last one is I'll rephrase because I pushed back saying I'm not answering that. <laughs> it says which of the owners would you most like to see walk away from the business and why? And this one is actually the easiest for me, and it's Brett. And it's because he deserves to retire. He's spent. Mm -hmm the majority of his adult life building this business to a point where it can be taken over. So it will be, you can call it bittersweet if you want, but like when he leaves, people are going to be set. Like it's a huge change for us, no doubt, but it is also something that he deserves to have happen. So That's that would answer. be the one. Yeah. I, yeah. My first thought there, I, I don't know if I can pick one because technically I'm an owner. So can I pick myself on this one? Sure. I guess yeah. you could. So if I could, I would pick myself. And the reason why is because I won a $2 billion Powerball <laughs> So jackpot you're just making up and, ridiculousness yeah. now. Gotcha. All right. All right. So from a W Vort fan, and at some point we have to ask him what that means because the number of times uh, we've yeah. tried to figure that out. Uh, what are your and Jonathan's plans for next hunting season, if anything? It seems Jonathan was getting into deer hunting this season. So I absolutely plan um, on deer hunting again this upcoming year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, definitely bow. Um, I really do want to do um, a, a more difficult deer rifle hunt. Um, but that's just going to take a little bit more planning. We are hopefully, but maybe not now going pheasant hunting tomorrow or quail hunting really tomorrow. Um, I'll shoot a pheasant if I see it, but not a metal lark though. Uh, but that, that may not happen. Go ahead. Uh, so tomorrow's hunt's not happening. It's not? No. Okay. All right. So well, at least we know now. Okay. Um, so I come back from I, I don't know i went to lunch or something do you, is, do you have them here can we show them they're camera? next door i can okay. grab them all right so there were some really malicious rumors going around about me um malicious they're not malicious if they're true they're malicious that maybe sometimes 
quail that got shot by me weren't actually quail. So I don't think that's true, but <laughs> just to be safe. So Austin, uh, we had a meeting with Kurt, like he said, Kurt Ratzler from BHA. I went to lunch and I came back and these were sitting on my keyboard. It is a picture of a quail with the quail clearly labeled on it. And this is a metal lark that says not a quail. <laughs> so just to help me uh, identify which is which, <laughs> There's a quail and not a quail. But now that's not a worry for tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, John and I were supposed to go hunting with Brett. Brett takes a, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Weekly-ish. I don't even know what to call it. Sometimes weekly. Yeah. A little hunting excursion. And so we were going to tag along with him. And, uh, um, he and my mom, they go, they take their two dogs, uh, at times they take different people. They're always having somebody tag along. Um, so we were going to go this time, but last night, uh, my mom's dog bear started having like seizures and some stuff. They were at the emergency vet with her. Then they were at, uh, cutters pet care this morning. And, uh, uh, she has some sort of form of epilepsy or something. And so they've got her on some meds, but they're like, uh, you need to like watch her. You need to be with her like 24 seven, no getting her excited, no doing anything. So that's kind of put a damper on things and we don't really have a way to deal with that if we're gone. So, um, it is what it is. Things happen, but we'll make it up sometime. Maybe we'll have to, uh, Ends Go, Tuesday. Well, technically. Uh, well, I'm not going to poach. So, no. so there's other ways around it. We can, we could go hit up one of the, um, what do you call it? Like a preserves. Yeah. Like a hunting preserve around the area. Um, uh, there's a guy that goes to, um, my church that I haven't gone to his place for several years now, but I used to go there like two or three times a season just because it would be it'd be a good way to get the dogs out before the season started or get yeah. dogs out after the season ended so that's usually when i would go is over in like el dorado it doesn't take hardly any time to get there it's like uh it used to be like 60 bucks a hunt yeah, i think it's, it's now like 100 120 130 yeah. something like that but it's, it's but not it is horrible it is. right yeah. but maybe we'd look at something well, like that okay here. um all right then uh from dog when are you going to do a podcast or a live stream with a live audience So we have our speakers out that Patrick and I have numerous times scheduled, but always not been able to actually do, um, to take the stuff it back into the shipping area and test our theory on if it'll work or not. Um, it it seems like it's going to be a fight between what sounds better, the podcast that comes out after or live for the people there. So we're trying to there. Yeah, we can mess with some stuff like we could plug directly into the board probably, but like the feedback you guys might have with our current stuff. So we might have to like plug into uh, headphones or something like that. So I don't know. We're looking at a couple of different options, but whatever's comfortable, like, like he's saying, we want it while you're there. Awesome. But we also want the viewers after the fact to also have a neat live experience. That's not compromising to the ears. So, right. So hundred yeah. percent that will happen this year. We are going to make that happen. So the second part to his question is local brewery or even just on the sales floor, interact with customers in the store, or other staff, to be honest, that might be interesting. If it, I don't know if you do that so before or after, could you do, could we do it in the store and just tell people, Hey, yeah, just come by, hang out in the store, watch the podcast. I think that's going to be too like for somebody who wants to come in and just get their stuff. That's going to like, if I walked into a store trying to buy a grinder and there's a podcast going on, I'd be annoyed. It's no different than, than, uh, two guys up there just talking with a customer about something they're trying to buy. There's a conversation going on. We would have speakers. uh, Hold on. No, it's hold on. on. This is what's going to happen. You guys got a bathroom I could use. (laughs) Someone's going to come (laughs) off to us. Interrupt and just ask to use the like, Hey, we're talking into these microphones. If we don't have speakers, then yeah, no problem. We don't need speakers. It, okay. It's it's close enough. We set up in a corner, and you're you're. I, I'm just, I'm not planning on like a hundred people showing up. I'm thinking like there's going to be like a couple dozen at the most. Yeah. And so you just your voice will travel. Yeah, it's just. I still think somebody across, across the, room. the street is a is 
a good place to do it. It's easy to get in, easy to get out. They're set up kind of for it. And if we reserve it, we can at least go over there and do a, a test. Yeah. Did we talk to him yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We can test. Let's have a, you know, I have a wedding coming up. So let's, let's do a reception over there. Right. it's already, no, no, no. You're, you're, I feel like you're not, you're not hearing me out. We'll test that over there. And then we'll, we can definitely tell if, it, if, if it's going to work or sound. not. Yeah, yeah, totally. Who pays for this? Is it? No, no, no. Well, I don't know why. See, it didn't cost. <laughs> it didn't cost initially. I don't know where this P word came from. <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's very generous of you, John. I don't think I could ever. Yeah, so. no, I know you could never. Uh, okay, real quick. Um, just funny story. Last night I was walking my dogs. Um, saw a lady coming with two dogs. So I got off the path, walked on the other side of these cars that were parked on the side of the road. She lost control of one of her dogs, came charging at our dogs. Riggins went nuts. So the two of them are fighting and I'm not concerned. Like, you know, dogs do this and Riggins, I'm watching him. He's not latching on. He's just mouth open and ah, and the other dog's doing the same. So I'm like, they're just being dogs. So I managed to pull Riggins away. Brutus is 100% unbothered by any of this. And he's just walking around kind of like at the edge of his leash, but not pulling hard, just like kind of walking away. I get Riggins away from the other dog for literally a split second. It runs over twice. It does this and just sticks its nose in Brutus's butt. It's like, <laughs> that's all it wanted. And then Riggins, you know, once he saw that, he went back and attacked the dog again. So she gets him like I, we, you know, separate him, and she gets him. She's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever. You know, and I almost start walking away and she loses the dog again. <laughs> exact same thing happens. They're kind of chasing each other around. I managed to pull Riggins away where the dog all, the other dog is like, okay, I don't have to fight this dog. Runs right over to sniff Brutus's butt again. I'm like, just laughing hysterically. So, That's right, amazing. I found that funny. All right, ready to get into meat matters? Yep. Okay. First story. Are we talking about the tag on the side first? Or is that for something else? <laughs> yeah, okay. I really do want to talk about it since you brought it up. Um, what is one conspiracy th theory that you 100% or you believe at least could be true? Just with the understanding that we can't talk about mine because they're going to kicked off YouTube. Oh, for real? Really? Yep. Oh. We should I, test it. I don't think anyone will pick you up. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not going to say that I believe in it, but the, but like two of the ones that I find the most entertaining to okay. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine listen to people and hear their arguments back and forth. Right, I'll do my most entertaining. That is too. either flat earth or <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go to the moon. People get okay. really heated over they those do. two things and the arguments back and forth. I, I laugh. Okay. It's, it's hilarious to me. I, I could argue over the moon one because I know more about that just because I'm a Kubrick fan. But as far as the flat earth, I couldn't even stake a claim in that one. I don't believe so. <laughs> like I love conspiracy theories, but flat earth bothers me. Flat Earth and space is fake are two that I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> um, my most entertaining one is that uh, Megalodon is still out there. Oh, what's Megalodon? It was like giant, the giant 70 shark. foot great white shark. Oh, it was like its ancestor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's, shark? there's sightings of it. Bigger. And um, there's been like some really interesting things coming out of Australia. Back in the... 1910s, um, they had a group of, uh, they call them crabs down there, I think, but they're uh, lobsters, or they call them crayfish, but they're lobsters. Um, fishermen who came in from an expedition and they, every one of them, like, I'm never going back out there. And they all of them quit because they said they had, this, it was this huge white head. It was an all white thing or white, all white head and it was just eating all their pots and everything. They That's said it was crazy. bigger than their boat and they estimated it to be somewhere in the range of 60 to 70 feet. That's nuts. So, and they found some teeth that they're like, Hey, this tooth is only like 10,000 years old. That's not very old. I saw something yesterday that like, I feel like there a new conspiracy could happen. If not, it might be one already. I'm just not aware of it. But I saw that like lightning can present itself in like uh, the form of like an orb that like floats. Yeah, ball lightning. Yeah, I had no clue yeah, that yeah. that was a thing. So that's I go, not even conspiracy. That's, no, hundred yeah. percent. But could people just be confusing potential UFOs? Sure. For that. Yeah, yeah. And then even, even on even ones caught on radar because then that it wouldn't be bound to any kind of uh, limits of propulsion. There was some really interesting stuff with some of that radar uh, tracking. If you point three lasers 
at the same spot from mm -hmm. the ground, it will return on radar and then you can move it as fast as you can move your ah. the objects or move the, the pointers. Lasers would make a lot of sense with so, something like yeah, that. But something anyways, yeah. Okay. All right. Going on to uh, meat matters. That was a fun little If there was meat conspiracy, is there any meat conspiracies we know about? Like mad cow I, be, happened because of X, Y, and Z or? No, that's, I, I mean, here's a, a, a very, I would say real meat conspiracy. They're trying to kill the beef industry. Mm. Oh, yeah. I would say that's not even. Like, I don't think that's a conspiracy. Right, that's factual. That people, people would say this, yeah, so. but it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, that is definitely, definitely yep. happening. And we're going to talk about a creepy story that has something to do with that a little bit later. But all right. First one, and I already posted this on Meatistics. Uh, I know even in the, the text or in the post, I apologize to text because I know it's Meat Matters is his thing. But mountain lions are kind of my thing, I feel like, a little bit. Um, ex-NFL player tracks and kills a mountain lion terrorizing Colorado community. So he tracked the cat over a 9,600-foot mountain to get the kill. And this is an ex-defensive lineman, Derek Wolf. He played for Denver Broncos. Um, the lion was 200 pounds. Now, if you talk to like wildlife biologists and stuff, they'll say maybe it can get to 200 pounds if it's got like 40 pounds of meat in its belly. So, but the cats don't get that big. Look at the size of that cat. Not that one. That's oh, that's a stock photo. Yeah, it's a stock photo. Look at that. That's huge. I mean, that's a NFL defensive lineman. Yeah, that's not a. Oh, I think I shot a big mountain lion. Right. No, that's that. That thing's as big as that man is. That's insane. I would say that's about as big as they get. Um, now it says it's eight and a half feet, so they must measure tail to nose. They have to include the tail in it for that to be eight feet. Yeah, I think like when the, if they were to like stand up entirely, but and then raise their paws because be its legs assumption. are pretty pretty much up and down, and it's not even as tall as him. He's not eight and a half feet tall. So uh, they must measure mm. the tail in there, which is whatever, which is reasonable. But that thing is awesome. Um, but it says, Wolf said the huge animal had been wreaking havoc in a rural neighborhood and had already killed two dogs. Now, LKR Fletcher on Meat Justics was talking, said, you should hear the, like, the blowback or whatever this guy is getting. This is totally legal hunt, 100% legal, 100% ethical. Um, and people are going crazy on him for doing this. People have this unreal like belief that if you're in the wild and you see a bear, a mountain lion, if you're somewhere where there are tigers or jaguars are, that they'll, if you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. That's not true <laughs> no, no, no. at all. If you get a sick or old bear or cat and it sees you and it needs to eat, you're on the menu for it. Like oh, yeah. it wants to eat. It doesn't care about you. It's not like, oh, well that, you know, that person's not doing me any harm. I won't do it any harm. The deer don't do it any harm and they kill them by the, you know, hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. It did make me think about how tasty mountain lion is though. All right. Moving on. Uh, Bill Gates wants to stop cows from burping in his latest investment. <laughs> so it's this company. It's Rumin 8. So it's R-U-M-I-N-8 is the name of the company. Uh, they're looking to create a new feed that will make cows have less methane in their burps. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, I think like it's an okay idea, but I've got two possible issues with it. And one of them is what you feed an animal. We all know this plays a huge role in how it tastes. Uh -huh. So they're going to have to come up with whatever they come up with. Isn't going to be able to seriously, if it seriously degradates the taste of the meat, I won't like, it won't work. Oh yeah. It'll get scrapped. Well, and how are they going to get that past like the whole, uh, I mean that typically that side of the world and the equation and like, is going to be more apt if they're going to do something that's going to be organic and grass fed and things like that. And how are you going to get that by that whole group good of point. people? Cause that, to be honest, that's who it's probably going to entertain or excite the most, but I don't think those people are going to be interested. And then you and I are going to be interested for other reasons, some of it being things like taste, yeah. The biggest reason that I won't be interested is Bill Gates is involved. <laughs> and I do not trust that man one bit. Yeah. I don't understand why we just forgot that this is a ruthless billionaire businessman. This is not some philanthropist doing things for the good of humanity. You'll never convince me of that. And I just don't trust him. He's a bookworm. Come on. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's that, but he he also ran one of the the largest conglomerates the world has ever seen. His character, and he ran it ruthlessly. His character and Family Guy was pretty nerdy, so that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm basing my. All right, so the next uh, next one is Beyond Meat Impossible Food Burgers are just another food fad. Uh, this is from Bloomberg. So uh, I know it sounds insane to replace a deeply entrenched trillion-dollar global industry, he said, but it's been done before. Four years later, when the New Yorker profiled Impossible, Pat predicted the company would take double-digit portions of the beef market by 2024 before sending it into its death spiral. Next, he would target the pork industry and the chicken industry and say, you're next. They'll go bankrupt even faster. But big meat is still alive and well. After Beyond went public in 2019, at the time, the most successful major initial public offering since 2008 financial crisis, competitors rushed into the space, followed by category-wide pandemic surge. Since then, the industry has plunged. Supermarket sales of refrigerated plant-based meat plummeted 14% by volume for the 52 weeks ending December 4th, according to retail data company IRI. Orders of plant-based burgers at restaurants and other food service outlets for the last 12 months ended in November were down 9% from three years earlier. It never really stood a chance. The under-promise and over-deliver deliver thing is the exact opposite of what they did. I love the author of this. I would like to go out and have a beer with him. I mean, it's a... Uh, to me, it's a, it's it's at least a good article, even though some people probably say it's biased. But I think it's good because they they use numbers, they use facts. They're not just going, well, we don't like it. It's not something that we think is going to work. Right. I mean, they're they're showing this th this year, this year, this percentage, these sales. So, yeah. And they're not doing things like the NPR interview we talked about last week with ladies. Like, well, not milk has taken over 14% of the milk industry. So this can do it to the beef industry. Like, no, it can't. To be honest, there, the, the, there's a big difference between that, uh, nut milk and milk and fake meat and meat. Yeah. Just because of the taste, in my opinion, nut milk tastes different than milk, but it tastes okay. It tastes good. Like <laughs> there's too much of the fake meat that it may look good and it tastes horrible. Yeah. It's not even close. Like I, I can stomach to eat or drink like any of the different nut milks. I'm still like, man, this is, this isn't right. Milk. It's not milk. Like, eh. it's, but it's, I'm like, okay, it's yeah. It's still a drink. It's good. It's not bad. The, like beyond beef stuff. There's some of it that's been okay. And some of it I will not eat. We've spat, we've spit we've out. Many? Yep. Like it's yeah. Not good. We don't spit out much too. We, I, well, you do. I spit out yeah. more than you do. But when we do our will at barbecues, we at least try to consume some things that are not very good. I was trying to think of this the other day. Cause somebody asked a question <clears throat> on, um, restruct or not restructured the fake meat they're like hey has anyone ever tried making it did you see that one mm -hmm. they're like has anyone try it for tried making a snack stick and i did try it and just it will not work and i'm pretty sure i actually ate what i bit off of there but the tofu brought <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the only thing i ever spit out that was yeah. disgusting did you you didn't you make like a Black like bean, black bean yep. brought. Yep. Did that turn out okay? It turned, it turned out all right. Like I made in, it for my wife. Yeah, but. In my mind, that has a better chance than a lot of other things. Yep. Like that's we used the oh, it's one of the kind of funky seasonings. Um, I'm gonna say funky, but it's like can't I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, we used uh, carrot fiber. We used black beans, and we used a, a couple other things. We ran it in the bowl chopper. Um, it came out all right. She didn't, she wasn't a huge fan of it, but I just don't think she was going to be a fan of it no matter what. Did you have to open up like a hundred cans of black beans? No, it was quite a few. <clears throat> I think it was like 10 or something. You did just do like cans though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. That's cool. All right. Um, next one is from the guardian it says, have we reached peak meat? Why one country is trying to limit its number of livestock? Um, so uh, this is in, I believe, the Netherlands. And basically, these farmers in the Netherlands are under attack by their government. This is the same place that had the farmer, can't quite call it a rebellion, maybe a riot, a protest, 
where the they were all showing up in the tractors and the government shot at them earlier this year um but they are now running what is what are known as illegal farms after a 2019 court ruling that they are not in compliance with the european union environmental laws this is why things like davos and the world economic forum concern me so much because why is the european union well i mean they're in the european union but they should be making their own laws not adhering to some you know oh the european government no, Europe is a continent and there's countries in Europe and they should control what goes on in their countries. Yeah, they all willingly conceded power. Though. They did. Yeah. Yep. So ridiculous. Um, next one is the gut brain connection. Three fatty acids may be linked to tau meditated damage. Um, so the most annoying part about this article is they never say what the three fatty acids are. What? Yep. Uh, but the fatty acids were absent in mice with no mic- uh, with no microbiome and at very low levels in those that had been given antibiotics. The researchers suggested these fatty acids were activating immune cells that damaged brain tissue. To test this, they fed three fatty acids to middle-aged mice with no microbiome. Their brain immune cells then became more active and their brains subsequently showed more signs of tau-linked damage. So there are fatty acids that can actually hurt your brain through the gut microbiome. It's interesting. It's It's crazy. I mean, the old saying, like, how smart were people? Like, you are what you eat. They used to say that. Like, they knew something. They just didn't have the science to back up what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's people for a long time. They've known a lot. They just haven't been able to yeah scientifically prove why this does this why this works why this doesn't but just observational sometimes scary how do people come up with that trial and error and uh how do, how do you find out that like yeah one mushroom is okay that, to eat mushrooms and is always not. the one that gets me because it was just a bunch of hunter gatherers who are like oh bob ate that kind and died last week you can't eat that one mm-hmm. like that's how they figured it out we think that's how they figured it out maybe they were a lot smarter than that maybe they found Maybe they found out like pigs have the same and they just feed it to a pig or something. Maybe. I don't know. But it is absolutely amazing. Um, Benson and Turner food preserves on meat process or persevere. Sorry, on meat processing plant, even after death of business owner. This is from Ag Week. um, And this is a great article um, and a great. It's short, but it's a great comment by the guy who uh, his part or the guy he was partnering with died, and he's going to go ahead and still open up the plant. A comment by him in the article was, "We're not going to feed the world. We're going to feed our community," and that is how more and more people should be thinking. Small, local, uh, keep not everything within your community, but that. What is in your community is what you should really care about. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good. Um, Amazon is shutting down its Amazon Smile charity program in February. They're also laying off, I think, something like 20,000 workers. So if anyone's been wondering why their Amazon packages are taking longer and longer, like Amazon Prime is no longer two-day. Like that's just not a thing anymore. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. I mean, there's even technically they they promote that, oh, they have like same-day delivery. You get... For at least for us, and Wichita's not like a small city. I mean, we're no, we're like metro area. We're one of the thirtieth, thirty biggest in the. Are in we the in country. the top thirty? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. guess fifty. Okay, no, we're we're good size. Okay, but uh, no same day. Even though there's an Amazon warehouse literally like three blocks away from us here, yeah. um, but that's I fine. Know. I don't want same day. Like I don't need that. Like next day, two day, that that's always been way more than enough. So some things they're good on, some things they're not. So I ordered some like picture frames for my wife uh, yesterday, yesterday night at like 830. And it said I had 12 hours to place my order to still get it shipped and delivered by today. So that is the first thing I've ever seen that is was that crazy. So I could have placed the order at like, I don't know, some, somewhere between 6 and 8, 8 a.m. this morning and it was still going to be here uh, today at some point. But they also deliver till like 10 p.m. Right. What is going on with that? So that's a new thing, too. Um, 
deliveries until 10 p.m. I'm asleep mm-hmm. at 10 p.m. I don't want anyone on my porch for any reason at 10 p.m. Yeah, you can put instructions uh, on Amazon as like kind of when you want your packages, choose days, give, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe everybody doesn't have that. I have a business membership. I, I've so never looked to see if it's there I might have I might have special things on there. I okay. don't know. As, yeah, if you don't have a business membership, you should sign up for one. You, there's nothing that says you can't. Um, you just sign up for a business membership. There was something I was buying the other day. My wife actually bought one. And then we needed another one and she was mad. I was like, I was like, you need to let me know. We also, I, all our credit card points go through that and it, but it has to go on mine. It can't go through her. So when she wants something, I always order it for her. I'm like, from now on it has to go through me because it was something that cost her like 60 bucks. I got a quote unquote business price for like 30. Really? It was insane. So yeah. Sign up for a Amazon Ooh. business membership. I don't think we had to do anything to verify anything. You just call it John Tremblay's company john tremblay inc it would have it, it would be some reference to el guapo <laughs> that's everything all like i told rachel the other day i'm like hey if you're ever poking through like test customers and you see el guapo those are always mine um all right are cows at sea the future of farming this is the climate crisis from the guardian we've talked about the guardian before everything with a grain of salt um but they're putting milk like dairy farm cows basically out on barges that are floating in harbors and somehow better for the climate i don't understand i didn't understand it either they never explained it yeah i feel like that's just going to increase a lot of costs but that's probably what they want to (laughs) do it's a good point i don't know so Uh, the only coherent point they made was that it doesn't use up land that was the only point I was like, okay, but I don't understand. We have a lot of land out yeah. here. Those, the people in New York city and San Francisco maybe don't realize it and they've never come to the middle of the country, but there's a lot of land out here. There was uh, who was he? He's some big media personality. Uh, he was flying across the country, I guess for the first time during the day. And he looked out and he saw fields and took pictures of it. And he's like, why does every, is everybody's yard like, done like this and and i was like do you not know what a farm is is that what this is do you like there are people who i I, nobody wants to believe this if you're like at all familiar with food industry or common sense but there are legitimately people in some of these cities who think food is from the store like that's just it's where it's made Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable it's like uh the story that mike christensen with pass it on tells where he was they were one time taken out like a group of kids hunting and kid looked out the window and was just like blown away and shocked and was like what the heck is that thing it was a cow cow right the kid had never seen a cow before yep like to me i'm like that's very simple i I mean i knew what a cow was when i was was two years old um but if you grew up in a city never seeing any wildlife or farm life i guess yeah um but if they're keeping them in uh, harbors, what's around harbors a lot? Cities. Dairy farms don't smell that good. <laughs> I wonder how long that's going to last until the city folks start complaining about that smell. Maybe some people like it. I enjoy driving through like Western Kansas, oh. smelling like feedlots, and you, it's like there, there's the beef. There we go. No, you don't. That's yeah. a lie. That can't possibly be true. Um, this just kind of made me laugh uh twitter auctioned off a sixteen thousand dollar piece of equipment known as the lamborghini of meat slicers <laughs> i didn't just, hear of this it just awesome. made me laugh um it was a it says it in here or i looked it up um it's a i can't remember what it is it's a brand we're familiar with but i don't even think we carry or, or we certainly don't carry it i don't even think we sell it um, all right. This was interesting. High egg prices due to collusive scheme by supplier group claims. So egg prices soared to historically high levels in 2022. And one group is alleging 
that the trend is due to something more nefarious than sim simple economics. Across all egg types, consumers saw average prices jump 60% last year. I feel like it's more than that. Uh, among the largest percentages increase of any U.S. good or services, according to the Consumer Price Index and inflation measure. So I want to know, when they get numbers like this, how, how are they coming up with, oh, it increased this percentage? Because are we do we just have bad luck where we live? Because I'm pretty sure they over doubled here. Yeah, they're more than twice and as expensive. other times when we talk about prices and they're like, oh, meat changed this, food overall changed this. And I'm like, no, that maybe we're just getting the raw end of the deal. Nope. And some someone over in San Francisco only had a 10% increase, but no, I'll get in, surely, San, yeah. in San Francisco. It went up more. Percentage say, surely that. ours is probably one of the lower ones you would think, but it, was it, was it last week's podcast? that we talked about some of this and, and how many chickens have been cold because of the, the, yep. the bird flu. And it's actually been less over the last three months than it was, but we've through the time periods that it's been changing, the prices have been higher and more unstable more recently when, when the number has been lower. Yep. So it seems fishy. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Okay. Uh, real quick, we're just going to run through the last because we're way over time. But um, Tallgrass Meat Company in Columbia wins Small Business of the Year Award. Uh, I remember Casey talking here, who's the I think he's the owner. Oh, yeah. Um, talking at an open house we had here, and I was super impressed by him. Um, so I'm not surprised that somebody with like passion and knowledge has done as well. So congratulations to them. Um, Bradford pear trees called a danger to agriculture. So invasive species of both animals, plants, huge issue. I didn't realize how much of an issue it costs the, econ the U.S. economy $26 billion a year since 2010. So not like we don't spend $26 billion in fighting it. But when you add up like feral hogs, damage to farms, uh, insects that aren't here, plants that aren't from here causing industry issues. They add that up to $26 billion a year. Wait, so why are Bradford pears so bad? Because uh, the, the thorn bushes, uh, thorn trees, really, and uh, it just wreaks havoc on farm equipment, apparently. Huh. That stinks because, I mean, they're everywhere yeah. here. They look cool. They're the first ones to bloom. They hold on to leaves usually longer than a lot of other trees and grow well. I like them, but if they, I guess if they're hurting other things, yeah, maybe they're find a bad a thing. Tree to like. uh, so this one, Buenos Aires time. Argentinian meatpacking heir wants to embed crops with animal DNA. He's trying to take uh, soy and peas and splice in beef and pork DNA. That just sounds dangerous, it's, and I don't think we should. What do are it. we doing? What are we doing? That we're gonna have. Walking plants that are going to want to eat people or something. Little shop of horrors is yeah. what is going to come out of this. My personal opinion, when you try to play God, and that's what I would view this as, when you try to play God, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Over to the side here, I have the definition of a Luddite. Luddite, that is me now. Luddites were a secret oath-based organization of English textile workers in the 19th century who formed a radical faction which destroyed textile machinery. Sign me up. Okay, that's it. Amazing. Uh, it is definitely visible in this one. So first person to see it gets a prize. Am I excluded? Yes. Okay. So is Patrick. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.